everybody welcome back to the tea connection podcast with Lori and me and today we have our favorite guest back again Teresa. say hi everyone hi hey guys so today we're going to talk about something that is amazing we are going to talk about boobs yeah boobies yes um, something that we're all very curious about, and now one of us has firsthand experience with. <laughs> well, the three of us have firsthand experience on having boobs. That's true. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I had a boob job. So, I can. I, you guys can ask me any question you want. Well, tell, tell your story about um, what you were looking for and how does one even go about l finding the right doctor for it? Okay, there's my first question. <laughs> okay, so, well, this goes back to, like, after I stopped breastfeeding, I used to have somewhat nice-ish boobs, right? They're, they, were, they weren't amazing, but they were pretty nice. And then I breastfed for, like, a year and three months, and... They were gone. They became like really sad socks filled with sand. <laughs> but I think you have to be more descriptive sad. of the before boobs. You said they were nice, but what's what was nice? Oh, they were nice. They were nice for me. I mean, they were the right size for me. Um, they weren't super perky, but they weren't like drooping. They were nice boobs, like regular nice boobs. They they all looked in the same direction, like both of them pointed in the same direction. So it was regular nice boobs from my perspective, right? And then after I breastfed, they became the, the sandy socks that I just mentioned. And it was just like, oh my God, you know, ugh, it was just, it was just sad. And Wait. What? Let's go back a few steps. While you were pregnant and breastfeeding, I bet you had amazing boobs. I did. I had huge, huge boobs. Like, actually, the big, like, there's this term called apojadura, apojadura or something in Portuguese, which is, like, the first descent of the milk after you give birth, which is, like, within 24 hours after you give birth. And it's, this, I, I, had ne I had never heard about it until it happened to me. That's how uninformed I was. And I felt like I had two traffic cones, like, sticking out of my chest. And I was just, like, in so much pain. It was scary. But I've always had, like, you know, breastfeeding for me wasn't easy. It was, it was a chore. It was painful. It was a lot of giving. But, you know, I did it for my kid. Um, but it was it was it wasn't easy. Um, you become so, you become a human diner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you start to use you know breastfeeding just for about anything. Oh, I forgot to bring his banana. Just just breastfeed, or oh, he's crying too much. Just breastfeed. Well, that oh, actually seems know, kind of convenient. Like... Well, yeah, it's, it's super convenient. Practical. It's super practical, super convenient, but um, it becomes also like it's not after a while it's not like a necessity for the baby so it's just like I wanted to like exclusively breastfeed 
until he was six months old and then I could wean him out or off. I don't know the right preposition. preposition. Um, but then it took me another um, nine months to do it. And I kind of did it cold turkey because I had to travel for work and, you know, I was like, enough is enough. And poor kid, he suffered for like a whole week. He was crying so much. But back to the boob job, which which is interesting. It's an interesting story. So after uh, my boobs got, became the, the sandy socks, my former partner was like, why don't you have a boob job? And after I became my mother, I, I became a mother, I became even more feminist. And I was like, no way I'm changing my body. No way I'm submitting my body to like to a search or an operation to anesthesia just to please the men or just, you know, for aesthetic purposes and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. So we had, we had a few discussions about this. And I was like, this is not happening. And once we separated, he was like, I bet you're going to have a boob job now that we're, now that we split. And I was but, like, wait, oh, so he crazy. asked for it? He didn't ask, but he suggested it. He was like, why don't you do it? You know, if you're so uncomfortable with it. And I was like, I need to honor my boobs. They did an amazing job by feeding my child. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to submit myself to that procedure. Oh, but so then, he said it in response he, to you talking about your boobs. My, exactly. Got to it. My, to my, um, my, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think about that. And then we separated and I didn't really think about getting a boob job. And I was fine not having a boob job. I was going about my regular life. And then this was in the beginning of the pandemic last year. I found like a, 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 a how do you call it? I found like a, a cyst or I found like a lump on my right breast. And I was like, oh my God, I'm def- I definitely have cancer because I was, I was losing so much weight. Like I was doing nothing to lose weight. I was, I was really lethargic and I had this lump and it was, it was achy and I was like, definitely breast cancer. So I called my gynecologist. I was like, Pedro, you have to see me right now. Like I'm freaking out. I'm sure I have breast cancer. So he like, he called me the next day. And Pedro is this like really, he is the father of a friend of mine. And he's this really funny, funny guy. And he's an amazing doctor, but he's just plain funny. And we have this banter, right? Because I'm friends with his daughter. And so he examines me and is like, look, I don't think it's anything anything serious. I'm going to order a mammogram and a, a breast ultrasound just to make sure. But I don't think it's anything for you to worry about. But since we're talking about your breast, why don't you get a boob lift? You're young, you're single, you're pretty. You should be out there having sex and showing your boobs. Why don't you do it? And I was like, ah, Pedro, forget about it. Don't, you know, ugh, whatever. So I went home and then after a while, I was like, can I get a breast lift? Like, is this something that, oh. Anyway, so I decided to go to his daughter's breast surgeon because she had had breast surgery because she had like a very different set of breasts so she had to have like uh, um, how do you call it uh, um, reconstructive surgery on her breast so it's like 
listen, can you can you give me your surgeon's name, whatever? So I went to her surgeon, and I liked her, but she didn't have um, she didn't have uh, appointments until like for for the surgery itself until December. I was like, either I do this now or I don't. And then another doctor of mine said, look, I have the best doctor. And this woman, like her 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 uh, practice is pretty much next door to my house. So I just walked there and I was like, look, Luciana, what what can we do? And she's like, pretty easy. Let's let's make them nice, let's make them work and and she did and she was such a cool doctor and she like she was like, I don't I don't think you should get implants. I think we can work with your boobs, we can we can lift them and we can give them like a nice cleavage without making them look unnatural. You do not need implants at all. It's just gonna cost more and it's a foreign object in your body, whatever, whatever. So I felt at ease with her. And then I got it and it was so easy. Like it was expensive, but it was so easy. Just walked in the hospital the next day I was out and, and hardly any pain at all. Really? Like I couldn't move my, I lift my arms for 15 days or so, but, uh, should have done it earlier. I love them now. So did you I know, love them too. Did you know um like what you wanted to do or she told you all that in the consult, like the stuff about not needing implants and everything? I didn't know what I wanted to do because I thought maybe I did want implants, but then again I didn't. So she's like, Look, the cases I've had similar to yours, I've done this. So she showed me pictures of before and after. Uh, and she showed me her method because usually when you get when you get a, a like a breast reduction or a breast lift, you have to cut around the nipple, then down the center, then an anchor cut on the lower part. And hers was just around the nipple and one big cut to the like one side of the boob, so the internal. So so it's like oh, I love this method. It's great. Like it's like 10 centimeters less of cutting, right? And of scarring. So she just showed me women that had similar issues that I did. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want. So she showed me the before and the after. She went through all, you know, the, the possible problems. You can lose sensitive, sensitivity of your breast. You can have bad scarring. You can maybe not breastfeed anymore if you decide to have more children. And things like that. So I knew the risk going in but I was pretty at ease as well do they and have, I love them do they have like a recommendation for like oh women should get breast lifts every 15 years or something like that what that no 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 it's like it's gonna of course it's going to it's not gonna be as perky as it is in 15 years but it's not gonna be a sandy sock either you know it's going, it's, of course, it's going to like, your skin is going to stretch a little bit on your, on your follow, on your cleavage. Um, but it's nothing compared to before. And it's also lighter. So it's, it's not going to go down either. So, and that's the thing with breast implants. You have to change them every 10 years or so. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. I really love that you decided not to have. Yeah. because of that I think about I had I'm a big woman and I have somewhat small boobs and when I was 
younger, that was a crisis for me. And that was the time when everybody, at least in Brazil, were having the job. Mm. And it was like my dream. But now I see so many people wanting to get rid of it, uh, like yeah. having surgery to remove. And there is also this thing, like you are committed to have multiple surgeries and you don't know what's your health situation, your financial situation is going yeah. to be. How did you decide not to do it back then? I mean, I didn't want to spend money on that. And I am usually very scared about surgeries. And also the idea of having like a plastic thing in my body, like I would feel a little bit of affliction, but um, yeah. So I decided not to. But for a long time, I, I, I would always say, like, I want to get a book job. I, I, even I, I, I got to the point where I had a consult with a doctor, but then I decided not to. Mm. Because at the time, I didn't have, like, I had other priorities for my money. And yeah. this thing of having an external plastic, petroleum, whatever. Yeah, or an object. Yeah. And that's. That's one of the arguments actually my doctor used. It's like your body can it, it's unlikely that it will happen, but your your body can reject an implant. You know, it happens. That's interesting. So yeah. I would I wouldn't be against getting like it depends. So so what I wonder is if I were to get a boob job one day, should I get it while I still like my boobs or should I wait until I hate them? Like I'm, I'm old and they're dragging or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> I would never get them if I like my boobs. Well, like kind of like I, as a. Even, sorry, but even though like I, I, I was conflicted for a while, like I said before, even though I didn't like my boobs after I breastfed, like I honored them, you know, it's like this fed a child. You know, this is part of my body. So it was, it was uh, like I had some conflict, you know, should I change my body? Should I modify my body for aesthetic purposes? Um, but then again, uh, 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 once I realized how improved my self-esteem or my body even could be, I was like, ah, just go for it, whatever. And I'm not scared of surgeries and... I could get the money to do it, so you know I didn't. I didn't really think think it through, but now I'm happy with the results. Yeah, I I, I don't have any qualms at all with with a uh, cosmetic surgery. I mean, actually, the thing that I would get if I had the money to do it is veneers. Oh yeah, those are weird though. They look. I love. <laughs> I think look- fake teeth are so pretty. <laughs> But no, you, have, you look like you have, you have to ruin your your regular teeth. Like that's what scares me yeah. a little because also they don't last forever. So I think after a certain amount of time, you have to switch them. That's crazy. No, you look like you you know those Barbie dolls that have that one set of long tooth like teeth like on the top. I know, but one, everybody one, one, says one. that. Everybody like it. The thing, this is the thing about cosmetic surgery, though. If you before you get it, if you ask anyone, 
the 99% of people are going to be like, don't do it, you know? But like you said, you can feel like a million bucks afterwards. And it's like, and it's not even for men or anything like that. I just think it's pretty. When I see people like online who have the like really white teeth and really straight teeth, I'm like, I just think it's so pretty. (laughs) 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 But it's, I mean, the I'll never do it because it's like something ridiculous, like, like a thousand dollars a tooth or two thousand dollars a tooth or something it's crazy yeah so so for that reason alone i'm too cheap to get it i'd rather get like a new car you know yeah, yeah. a new miata <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but but a, a breast lift i'd also consider when i said i while i still like my boobs i mean like i like the shape and size of my boobs but i i'm sure i could use a breast lift to be more proportional because i'm like a short person also so I have thought about that, but I don't know if I should do it. Like, like now I'm like, okay with it. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like it could be better. So I'm wondering, cause like you said, right after you did it, you're like, oh, I wish I had done it sooner. You know? Right. Cause that's the thing. It doesn't just change your breast. Like it changes your whole posture. It's like, it, it, it made me look younger. Right. I think not just for having perkier boobs, but just like, it changes your posture. It changes the way. You feel better Yeah. Well, what, you know, when yeah. you wear clothes. But that's the thing, like. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, when you wear clothes and you have, like, from my, when I considered, I, when I was younger, I thought of a breast reduction because I didn't know the different options out there. I just knew you could either get, like, an augmentation or a reduction. And I thought about a reduction because I feel like my boobs are not, like, they hang they're they're like bigger so they hang like a little bit low and so I feel like it's it looks kind of wrong because like when I wear clothing they're like lower than the clothing is cut you know what I mean right right so that was always annoying to me and I was like well if they were just like an inch higher or something (laughs) that would make more sense but that's the thing like my wish is that we like we as in we women I think we should oh it's so easy for us to criticize ourselves. And like, if I were ever, like me said, she wanted to get breast augmentation. Like don't ever change your body. Like you don't ever change your body. Like it. And for myself, you know, if it was a third party, like talking to myself, don't change your body. Like we should honor our bodies and just be happy. I understand that we can improve our bodies. There's science, there's technology, there's exercise, there's good food there is whatever but it's just just kind of sad really right i don't agree with that at all i don't agree you don't agree that i think we're too precious our bodies way too much well no 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 i of course i don't i don't think people should be over like you know i don't think um i think it's it's terrible that we live in a society where like people will get will will feel down because they feel inadequate over body issues like for sure right there's we have unrealistic beauty standards and all that stuff but we live in that reality so i don't care about people it's like you you live in your reality and not in your theory you can feel all day that it's intellectually wrong to feel like you don't live up to a beauty standard but if every single day you feel like shit because you don't like the way you look and there's a very easy fix to do something about it I don't really see the harm in it. And I think that. No, 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 no. 
that's not that's not what I said. What I said was just it's just a shame that we are so hard on ourselves, right? I think the issue is that I'm very pro uh, plastic surgery if it is for you. Like the thing yes. is, okay. really, yes. I I read a story that uh, girls are taking their uh, Instagram stories with filters to plastic surgery. Uh, office, so they say I want to look like this with the filter, and mm-hmm. there are lots of things you can do, and that's insane because it's it, it's like I said, it's like a standard. It's one beauty standard, which is like a thin yeah. nose, yeah. the foxy eyes, the big mouth, but that is also like fashion. That's temporary. Yeah, right? yeah. Standards change, and I think that's the thing. Like you feel pressure to have some looks. And that might drive you to take unthought decisions about changing your body. But if, if it's something that, I mean, you feel bad about it, you feel insecure, you feel you don't put yourself out there too much, uh, I think it's perfectly fine. The only thing is like the amount of aesthetic procedures that have been going on here. I don't know if the U.S. is happening there, but Laura, here in Brazil, there is a procedure called Foxy Eyes. Have you seen that? It's like they put a wire in your brow to make your eyes look bigger. There there has been a whole discussion also about cultural appropriation because it resembles like Asian and some some sort of black beauty, like the the, the, the eyes like this. So there is this discussion. But like all the Instagram influencers are doing this. Some of them look kind of good, most of all look bizarre, but they all, all look the same. It's the same, it's the same nose, the same eyes. The eyes, I think, were some were, was an untouched territory because it was the nose and then the field lips and the eyes were whatever eyes you have. But now there is this thing, you know, that you make your eyes like almondy. It's I like think that, that is It's like that Twilight Zone episode. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where, no. So there's no. there's an episode of the Twilight Zone. I didn't watch a lot of Twilight Zone, but I this always stuck out of my brain because when I was a kid, I saw this and it was terrifying. So um, the whole episode was building suspense around a person, a woman who is getting some type of plastic surgery on her face to look normal because she's hideous. Like that's kind of like what they're hinting at. Right. And and the whole episode's building suspense like the doctors are. I shouldn't even call it an episode because I don't all I remember is this one scene. The doctors are like, we've done all we can. We think we've been successful this time. We're going to reveal your face to you. Maybe maybe we've done it finally. You know what I mean? And she and she's like and, and you can tell she's like so afraid. And she's like they take off the they take off the wrapping on her face and then they hold a mirror to her. And she's beautiful. She's like a beautiful woman. And then she starts screams and they're like, oh, it was unsuccessful. And then it turns to the doctors, and all the doctors and nurses look like monsters. Oh, oh God! I have to look yeah. up. So and you know what? And I could have remembered this entire thing wrong, but that that stuck out in my head since I was a kid. But this reminds me of Twilight Zone because I'm thinking like one day when everyone re- like it's normal to remove a rib and get a butt implant and like you know, get this eye thing that you're talking about and like narrow, you know what I mean? One day when everyone looks like that, looking normal is going to feel hideous. Yeah. Yeah. Or not. I guess, 
anything in moderation should be fine, right? The thing is yeah. that you know, it could be a problem. I hope I don't have this problem. That, you know, it's like tattoos. You get one and then you get another one and then you get addicted to tattoos. Uh, I don't know if it's the case of plastic surgery. Um, but I had like the breast. Is. Yeah, I had the breast surgery and now I'm like, oh, I should get Botox. <laughs> I should get rid of uh, I should get rid of my my the bags under my eyes and things like that and you know you kind of break a barrier but you have to be super conscious about you know just what what moderation is I guess I think it's hard because I have seen all the people that I know um who they start with Botox and they get the lip implants and they get the cheek implants yeah. and and I think it's not really, uh, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it, I don't, who knows if it's an addiction or not, right? Like only they can know how they feel. But I do think that like, you know, when you, when you get a little bit different, then you look at yourself every day and you start to look normal to yourself. So then you go a little bit more different than that. And it doesn't seem that different to you, but then you yeah. do that 10 times and to yourself, you just seem like you're doing inter incremental change, but then other people look yeah. at you and yeah. you look very, very different. So, and yeah. now, specifically now that we are on computers and on video conferences all day, it's insane how much time I spend looking at my face. I know. I, it's insane. I know. I'm like, it's oh my God, my brows are not, uh, are yes. not metric. What the fuck? Yeah. Yes. It's insane. But you know but what I, they But say? I also have a, what? Psychologically, psychologically, I read something that says, um, you know, the more you look at something, the more you find it attractive. So that's the reason why when we look at ourselves in a mirror, we look at ourselves in a mirror every day. So we see ourselves actually in a mirrored image and, you know, our faces are not symmetrical. So we like the mirror version of ourselves, but the people who love us, who see us in real life and to see the non-mirrored version, they like the opposite. So if you ever... They had a story about that. Okay. This is something actually that that's an interesting point because the doctor, Dr. Luciana, like when she took my before pictures and she showed them to me, and I was like, oh my god, I did not know, like it was so bad. And she was like, this is this is a pretty normal reaction because our brains kind of fix it a little bit so that we don't you know don't lose it, right? So our brains, and I was like. What does that tell me, you know, when I look like shit? And I'm like, is this an already fixed version of me looking even shittier? It's like, it's not like that. But, you know, just looking at the breast, I was like, I was, I was actually not scared, but I was shocked to see a picture of my breast, you know, the before pictures and seeing, wow, this is what they actually look like. I had no idea. I knew it was bad, but I had no idea how bad they were. And you told me this day when she told you that, and I am to this day super traumatized by that because I think <laughs> like I have a built-in filter that makes me look pretty. So whenever I look at the mirror and I said, "Yeah, I look good," I was like, "No, I don't." This is <laughs> no, <right>. you don't. <laughs> you know what scares me? Like I'm just like, "Yeah, look good." What, um, <laughs> like sometimes this doesn't happen all the time, but like sometimes if I take a zoom early in the morning. And I see myself at first, it, um, I look terrible, right? 
And then I'm like, oh God, I'm having yeah. a bad hair day or a bad skin day or something like that. And I look so tired. But over the course of like a 30 minute Zoom, by the end of it, I think I look fine. So I'm like, mm. oh my God, is this a kid? You know how like if you go to like a garbage dump or someplace where it really smells really bad and then after a while you yeah, stop smelling it? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like maybe this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> oh, goodness. See, we're so hard on ourselves. It's so crazy. Yeah. But oh. now I have a recommendation. I read a book that made me... I don't want to say that in English, but it may be really just It may be really crazy. I'm crazy and pissed. So it's a book by Naomi Wolf. She's a feminist, liberal feminist author. She's American. And she was a political advisor to Al Gore and Bill Clinton. And she wrote this book on the 90s called The Beauty Myth. And she talks about how uh, these like beauty standards are set up like in a way to control women. It, it's mm. insane. She, she gives a lot of examples that made me really serious. Uh, one critic I have, one criticism I have about the book is that the way she puts it, it looks like it's like a conspiracy theory and that it was made mm. for that. I question that. But for example, she says that uh, the, the very skinny beauty standards started um, around the time women were allowed to, to vote. So the diet scene, like, because before sex was a scene, right? Women could not have sex or pleasure. And then after that, eating became the greatest scene. And while we discuss a lot about uh, food intake for children at schools, what children eat at schools, for women, it's always the diet and the deprivation, which makes them like you cannot think if you are deprived. Yeah. So that is a, she, she she gives a lot of examples that made me really piss. I was so angry reading it, but it was good. So I really recommend it. The Building Myth by Naomi Wolf. It's a long read. Good. Like don't read it all at once. Because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to know if I want to. There's an expression here, pasta haiva. And be descaralhada. These are two great Portuguese expressions. So <laughs> I'm going to explain descaralhada because it's a really good expression, right? <laughs> so caralho is a very rude term that we have for dick. But when you say that you are descaralhado, which would literally be you are undicked, it means that you are really fucked up in the head. Which is Kind, which is kind of weird because I am a woman and I am undicked. So <laughs> I like that word. Like you got me just fucked up. So if you say you got me fucked up, you say I'm just call it. Yeah. Wait, what is it? Just call it Yeah. Yeah. And pasahaiva would be to feel anger, but the term itself is like pasahaiva is yeah, yeah, when yeah, it's like when when you're anger and you are very deep into your anger, and you can't avoid. No, it's not like that. You're like I don't want to pass a high, but like I I do not want to like go into this like angry. Yeah, mood. exactly. I don't want to go into this thing that is going to make me really angry. 
my I, I have not read the book. I've heard the theories. And I think, you know, as true as I think that that it is that it's fucked up that those things happen and it's like systemically, you know, brainwashing us into feeling certain things. I push back on the movements to like basically so so I feel like it negates the argument that women should have autonomy over their bodies when you tell them that they should that they have an obligation as women to fight against beauty standards, you know? Like 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 what you hear very frequently from a certain segment of feminists is like you can't put makeup on because you're setting women back. You're you're kowtowing to the right. beauty standards that men have set for us and blah 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 and all yeah. this shit, right? And it's like and it's like who are you to tell me what the fuck to do with my body? Fuck you. Right? If you yeah. really respect women, you will let women be as woke or unwoke as they want to be, you know? Same thing with like when now nowadays everybody only wants to talk about how ignorant and stupid other people are, which is I mean, I get it. Like I'm very frustrated by things happening in my country, but like but also I tell people like we are we when we fight for rights, we are fighting for the rights of people to be stupid also. You have you have a right to exist and eat and have health care and have a ha- a roof over your head even if you're an yeah. ignorant son of a bitch. That's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But, well, uh, we just have to be gentle to our bodies and yeah. respect well, it. It's our only vehicle on yeah, Earth. I think, I think also, I mean, we can do whatever we want, of course, but I think to have, having the knowledge and the notion that, for example, shaving is a big thing here. So mm. do not shave. I shave all the time. I, I don't like to be carrying my legs or my armpits or my private parts. So I shave. And I know that that's a standard that was set up by men, but I was created on that environment and I like it. I like it for me. Even mm-hmm. though I respect the right that women do not shave if they do not want to and that should be normalized. For me, because I belong to this environment and I grew up with these, I shave. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think it's having the notion. I'm sorry to go back to the book, but I remembered another thing that she said about work environment. She said about men having uniforms, which are suits, and they have like three, and women have so many clothes and everything. Sorry, I read this book like just now, and I'm very, I'm very no, but i i see i like also get angry when people say that women are doing it for men because men sexist men also say that shit to us like oh please don't tell me that you're getting dressed for other for yourself or other women you're definitely getting dressed to get attention from men and i'm like that's not true i shave whether or not i'm gonna have sex or whether or not i'm gonna see a guy you know yeah yeah like i i want to look i would like to look pretty whether I'm with my family or, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think it's, um, it's, it's complete. And I think that there are people, what actually, one of the things that I discovered, because I grew up in a, if you believe in astrology, you know that Libras are very into aesthetics. I grew up around Libras <laughs> and I'm also a Libra moon actually. So, okay. So, so whether, but whether without that, right. I, I, it took me until I was like 30 years old to discover that there are people in the world who don't like aesthetics like yeah. like to me it's like how hard is it like you see a pretty thing you see an ugly thing obviously you go with the pretty thing like that that's for me not just in people but yeah. how's you know home decor 
clothing, everything. I'm very into clothes, you know what I mean? And um, it wasn't until I think I talked to someone where I was like, it, it just dawned on me. I was like, wait, not everyone's mom cares about fashion. Like I never realized that. My mom is obsessed with like looking cute. My mom's pretty, you know? She likes to have her hair yeah. a certain way. And she's not, she doesn't date. She's completely uninterested in men, but she's very into like looks to the point where I think she's even a little superficial, to be honest. But I said to my mom one day, like, don't you realize that there are actually people out there who don't care if they brush their hair in the morning and like don't care if their clothes match, you know? I was like, I have friends and, and it's not because like they've given up. They just literally never cared. And my mom's like, no, yeah. that's impossible. They just don't. She's like, that's impossible. They just have bad taste. I was like, no, they actually don't care. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's my, my point just being like, there's so many different ways, like, like mentalities to have as a person. And I think it's like, I just hate it when people judge each other when it's like, like, oh, you know, like you care too much about superficial things. You're trying to meet a beauty standard or you're not, you're not meeting a beauty standard. Like, I just feel like we should have more respect for each other as individuals, you know? Yeah. And yes, of course, we are, we are subject to all kinds of marketing and training and, and self-hate and all this other. So that's completely true. I'm not saying that that's not a part of it. And it's, but I'm saying it is very hard to look at a person and judge them and say, you know what? You are who you are because you're a dumbass and you're a victim to the patriarchy. Like that, yeah. that is just as bad as the patriarchy. To be honest. Yeah. Sorry, that's a but rant, but like, judge. you know. But we can judge those dumbasses that invaded the capital yesterday, right? <laughs> really so. This is a whole other level of judgment, but it's another conversation. It is. One, we, we tried to do yeah. a first test episode and we started talking about politics and went on for like 90 minutes and we we're like, what are we talking about again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, okay, we're actually past time now, but we got our book recommendation too, so that's good. Um, do we want to do another tarot card? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay, you say when I stop. Okay. Stop. What are we asking? Okay. What are we asking? Oh, yeah, what's the question? We have to ask the question and then shuffle it. Oh, oh. no, okay. Let's do it again. <laughs> we're good at this. Um, Can we ask about the vibe for 2021? Like okay. Very yes. okay. 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 Let's stop again. Okay. Stop. Oh, again. <laughs> stop. Okay. So we have the chariot. And it's the cat. We have a, a cat card for those of you who are not regular here. Uh, it's a cat sitting on an armchair. That's I think the chariot is a good card because I had a tarot reading not long ago. So let's see what 2021 preserves for us. So these cards remind you that you're the one who holds the reins. The wings of upholstery represent your freedom to fly, while the top reminds you not to spin your wheels. You are in control. You sit and stand when you wish. So that's 2021. Let's get vaccinated and go. Yes. Clean. 
I think the tarot is taking my side in the debate. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yes. True. yes. The card is a reminder to move bravely forward. Let's keep going, people. Amazing. That's great. That's love a it. Great one. You know what? We should I run this. Your, I love your podcast, ladies. Well, it's and great I that you joined us. I feel like you will be a regular. So, yes, count me, and I'd be honored. Maybe we can re-record our little conversation about kissing. Oh, yeah. That that went away, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We Bye, everyone. Love you. Happy Bye. New Year.